are really, uh, I'm the one receiving the blessing. Uh, you're a great congregation. And uh, when I think about this congregation, I recognize that uh, you have uh, drawn talent. You've drawn your staff from across the nation. And uh, I think sometimes we forget how blessed we are. And I so much uh, look up to our pastor and staff. Um, I'm a retired pastor, and uh, currently I'm um, hearing thunder. <laughs> it's not uncommon. The, these systems, sometimes they have a, a mind of their own, and, and it's not the guy in the booth back there. I can guarantee it's just the system sometimes does that. We, we probably need a new system. Um, I <laughs> um, when we think about our staff, they are so talented and have so much ability. And you as a congregation, uh, you have so much ability. And uh, I get a chance to visit a lot of different congregations and speak. And uh, I want to tell you at the end of the music passage or uh, package, I'm sometimes underwhelmed uh, because they're smaller churches and they just don't have the abilities in the pews in order to have a uh, a sound that we have, a music team uh, led by Matt, and uh, we are blessed, and uh, I feel like uh, I get to be a team member today and uh, help in that process of worshiping together. Uh, we, we're a great congregation, and yet uh, we're in the middle of something here. Uh, we are grieving. We've had a great loss. Uh, I know so many of you were attached and loved Gary uh, so much, and uh, he's, he's missed. Others of you have other loved ones that uh, you have lost recently. And so the message today is, is really designed to be a message of comfort for all of us because we need it. And uh, when I think about uh, the comfort, I think about the op opportunity we have to follow the Good Shepherd. And this morning, I want to talk to you about the Good Shepherd. And uh, when we think about the Good Shepherd, we have to think about sheep, obviously. And uh, we know some things about sheep. Uh, today, there are huge herds of sheep, and uh, they are herded rather than led by the shepherd. They're herded by sheepdogs. And uh, I don't know if you've ever watched them on TV, but sheepdogs... They chase the sheep. They bark. They nip at their heels. They don't hurt them, but they nip at their heels. They frighten the sheep, and the, the sheep are literally driven to where uh, they want them to go. Uh, in, in biblical times, uh, it was very different. They didn't use sheepdogs. They had a shepherd, and the sheep followed the shepherd. Uh, and so when we think about the... Um, the good shepherd, we think about the sheep. And uh, there's a variety of animals, and they all have different uh, characteristics. And um, these we're familiar with some of these unique characteristics that other animals have. So help me out here. Respond, if you will. We say, wise as an owl. Yep, we say, stubborn as. And we say, the memory of a elephant. Yeah. Um, what can we say about sheep? There aren't any neat sayings about sheep, I don't think, that I'm aware of. But anyway, uh, sheep would... Uh, somebody have an answer? I got all kinds of answers out there. 
you probably all ag will agree with me. Uh, sheep are not uh, very um, brave. They're timid. They're fearful. Um, they're very dependent upon the care of a shepherd. Uh, spiritually speaking, we are like that. We Spiritually, we need a shepherd to lead us. Sheep are also fall into habits. Uh, sheep will follow the same path to the same pasture area day after day after day. They'll eat every blade of grass there, and, and they'll pull up the roots and eat those too. And uh, if you leave them in the same pasture long enough, it will become a polluted wasteland where nothing grows. You know, we have a tendency to fall into some bad habits too. When we stop to think about it, we can fall into practices and habits that not only hurt us, but hurt the loved ones around us. Sheep are also stinky. They have a pungent odor. Uh, they have oily wool, and uh, it attracts parasites. It attracts dirt and dust and all kinds of debris. The Bible describes the human nature this way. We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Sheep are not smart. They get lost easily. I, a farmer I knew said that if pigs get out, they can find their way back in. If sheep get out, they're lost. They'll never find their way back into the pen. And uh, it's true they follow the crowd. They don't pay any attention to where they're going. If the other sheep are headed that way, they head that way too. The prophet Isaiah said about we, he said, all we, we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned to our own path. We've done it my way. We recognize our need for the good shepherd. We are different. You've met together, you're worshipers, you're believers, and uh, you have a different mindset. You recognize the need of a good shepherd. But not everyone in our world does. And when we think about the 23rd Psalm, uh, it, it talks about following the good shepherd. I have uh, rewritten the 23rd Psalm to uh, express how some people see this world, their, their view of what, who they are. And it goes like this. I am in charge. I am in control of my destiny. I don't need a shepherd. I can care for myself. I don't want someone telling me what to do or where to go. I will find green pastures. I will find still waters. I will decide what is right relative to my personal circumstances. If I must walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will face my fears, and I will find my way. I will work hard. I will claw my way to the top. I will destroy my enemies. I will eat at the finest restaurants and drink the finest of wines. I am good. I am a valuable person, and therefore, at my death, I will go to a better place. That's, uh, we know better than that we recognize that uh, we are not in control. And the older I get, the more I recognize how little control I have. And uh, 
We cannot make it on our own spiritually. We know that. We understand that everything is not relative like we're taught. We know that God has said some things are right and they are right. And some things are wrong and they are wrong. We know and desire God's leadership. We find comfort in the words of the psalmist who wrote, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. The 23rd Psalm begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. The concept is just simple. The Jewish leaders clearly understood that God is our shepherd. We are his sheep. I bring you all this to introduce you to the Gospel of John chapter 10. Uh, In this Gospel, Jesus clearly identifies who he is to the people and to us today. And uh, when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, the religious leaders knew exactly what he meant. It was an aha moment for them. Jesus was saying, I am the Lord. And they understood that. And so the Jewish leaders gathered around Jesus in uh, John 10, 24, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus replied, I have already told you and you don't believe me. The proof is what I do in my Father's name. But you don't believe me because you are not part of my flock. In verse 27, Jesus continued, My sheep recognize my voice and I know them and they follow me. I will give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them away from me, for my Father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. So no one can take them from me. And to be absolutely clear, so they understood what he was saying, Jesus went on to say, the Father and I are one. They knew and loved the 23rd Psalm. And the message of the Psalm is clear. God is a shepherd. All humans are like sheep. But Jesus was not portraying himself as one of the sheep. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The Jewish leaders knew exactly what he was saying. Jesus was declaring himself to be God in human form. Unlike us, Jesus came down from heaven. We did not exist before conception, but Jesus has always been in existence as part of the Father. Jesus claimed that God was his Father. Numerous times the Bible identifies Jesus as God's one and only Son. Jesus claims to be the Lord and the shepherd of all who follow God. Some bystanders believe Jesus simply because of the miracles that he does. But others said, he has a demon or he's crazy. Why listen to a man like that? The world remains divided about Jesus. Many people believe in God but they have never heard about the good shepherd who gave his life for the sheep. Others know about Jesus, 
and they say, he was a good man, he was a good teacher, maybe even a prophet, but they reject the fact that he is God in human form. By God's grace, there's folks like you and me who recognize that Jesus is the Lord. He is part of the Godhead that we see as one person. In my reading, in verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep recognize my voice. We, his followers, we recognize the voice of Jesus. In some ways, sheep are smart. Sheep recognize the face of the shepherd, and they will run from anyone who is not their shepherd. We used to live by a a sheep farmer, and I would like to go up by the fence when they were close to the fence, and as soon as I came close, they ran. Uh, I was a stranger to them. There's another thing that is unique about sheep. They might, might not be very smart, but they know the shepherd's voice. They can even be called out singly by name. The voice of the shepherd is very important to the sheep. Followers of Jesus recognize his voice. I'm reminded of several Bible characters that heard God's voice. I have never heard God's voice audibly, but uh, I'm reminded of Samuel, who heard someone calling to him in the night, and uh, he thought it was Eli, and so he went to Eli, and Eli said, no, I did not call you, and then, then he told him how to respond, and so Samuel went back to bed. In 1 Samuel Chapter 3, we read, The Lord came and stood there, calling as, as other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. I've never heard God's audible voice. We will all hear his audible voice one day, and we will respond. But I've never heard it audibly, but we've all heard God's spirit. He has called you. You wouldn't be here except that you have heard God's voice speaking through the Holy Spirit. And we listen most attentively. Well, I can speak for myself. I listen most attentively when I'm in pain, when I hurt, when I've been disappointed, when I have pain emotionally, perhaps relationships have gone sour, whatever. That's when we, we need to hear his voice then. There's another time we hear God's voice, and that is when we desire to serve him. On occasion, he speaks to us. And if we're very wise, we'll say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I think of uh, someone else that heard God's voice, and that was Moses. You know the story. He was uh, tending sheep, and he saw a bush in the distance that was burning and he watched, and it wasn't consumed. And so he went to the bush to see what it was all about. But why did God use a burning bush to get his attention? Had he spoken to Moses before, and Moses perhaps didn't hear? What does God do to get my attention? What does God do to get your attention? Chances are he doesn't take actual steps. He uses the events of our lives to cause us to look to him and listen to him, and we do. Today, the airways are filled with messages 
And sometimes it takes our attention away from listening to God. Many Christians, I fear, seldom listen for God's voice. They're consumed with other things and other messages. Our society has become secular, which means our attitudes and, and active our attitudes and activities have no religious or spiritual bias. Secular means apart from God, without God, or I would say simply godless. Our media outlets tend to be secular. Our music tends to be secular. Movies, our video games, much of it seems to be secular. Put bluntly, we're quickly becoming a secular or godless society. The Lord can speak to us even in this secular world, secular surroundings. But when do we most often hear from God? Don't we most often hear from God when we're listening? Perhaps in a worship service like this, we're listening. I can tell you when I first made that decision to ask for forgiveness of sins and become a follower of Jesus, it was in a service like this where the pastor talked about the Savior who died for me. And I believed and I received. Since then, there have been many times that I've made spiritual decisions and often, not always, but often, it was in a service just like that where we were focusing and listening for his voice and he speaks and causes us to make new decisions and head in a new way. I think of Isaiah, another person that heard the voice of God. Isaiah was a priest and he was serving in the temple and suddenly he saw the Lord high and lifted up and the angels calling to one another, holy, 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 Lord almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory. In response to the glory of God, Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then after that confession, the Lord asked, Who will go for us? Who will take my message to my people? And Isaiah responded, Here I am, send me. Isaiah heard God's voice, while he was serving in the temple. That's a time when we most often hear from God too, is when we're in service. I want to assure you, as soon as you try to do something for the Lord, there'll be roadblocks, there'll be difficulties, and it'll drive you to your knees, and you'll need to spend a little more time in prayer because you are serving the Lord. I... Uh, if I were to summarize this point, I would say we should listen especially attentively when we're in pain because the Lord is there. He's speaking words of comfort to us. He's giving us guidance and direction when we need it. And then when our heart, when we have a heart to serve the Lord again, is another time when we need to listen to the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep recognize my voice and then he went on to say, I know them. The Lord 
knows you intimately. And Jesus, trying to make the point, said, even the hairs of your head are numbered. But there's another passage that speaks in great more detail about how much God knows us, and it's found in Psalm 139. As we look at this psalm, will you read it out loud with me? O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my every thought when far away. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. And continuing with verse 5, you both precede and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to know. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the place of the dead, you are there. Uh, what a neat thought. We can never escape God's presence. You remember Jonah, he tried to run away from God. There's no getting away from God. We are surrounded, literally surrounded by God. Where we go, God has already been there. He's waiting for us to arrive. God's spirit is with you when you drive your car. And he's with you when you get upset and angry with that other driver. We all do that sometimes, don't we? Let's be honest. Yeah. He goes with us to the movies regardless of how they are rated. And he surfs the internet with us on every site. God is always with you. Just as he is with us this morning. And we have felt his spirit. The good shepherd knows all about each and every sheep. God knows about our bad choices. God knows about our wrong thoughts. God knows about the big sins. And he knows about the sins that we consider to be small sins. God knows our every weakness. And yet he loves us with a never dying love. He wants us to respond and accept his forgiveness and follow him. Jesus said, my sheep recognize my voice. I know them. He went on to say, they follow me. Many people desire to lead us. And some places they want to lead us is not a good place. Other times, it is a good place. I heard a story about a blind man. He had a, a seeing eye dog. And the two of them were at a corner waiting for the light to change. And then he heard a familiar sound, tap, tap, tap. Another blind person came along and came up to his other side and said, can you help me across the street? And he said, well, sure I can. He didn't let on that he was using a seeing eye dog himself. And so when the light changed, the dog led the two blind men across the street. He never told the second man that he was blind. The, blind, the second blind man never knew he was being guided by another person who was blind. I'm just trying to make the point that we need to be careful about who we follow. Let's not ask a blind person to lead us, especially if we're talking about spiritual things. 
And finally, what assurance do we have? Jesus said, my sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. And Jesus continued by saying, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. Very similar to what Pastor Glenn said from the 23rd Psalm last week, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We follow Jesus. He leads us into eternal life. This is the ultimate promise. This is the ultimate gift of life, is to have life eternal. And we are given freely. We're promised to be in the presence of God, in the presence of complete and perfect love, to be in the presence of his mercy and his grace that he offers. To know and to be known is a part of that eternal existence with God. We have loved ones. Pastor Gary, some of you have loved ones that have already crossed over and are already in heaven. And we have that promise extended to us that we are his He is ours, and we will live with him eternally forever and ever. Amen. I ask the worship team if they will come back and uh, lead us um, in another worship song. And as they come, uh, let's pray together. Our Father, thank you for your tender love, your care, your mercy toward us. Thank you for words of comfort for those who have heavy burdens and who grieve this morning. I pray that you will empower those who have a heart to serve, and you will guide them and direct them into your perfect will. We pray these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus.